Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I can't do it anymore. I lost it. You know, sometimes when it goes, it goes. It's just you don't exercise that muscle anymore, you know? We're always talking. And I just lost. That's true. But the but the actual yell, you know, the yell to start the show, I lost it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Haberman and Metalcoff. I'm Guy. That's John. And uh, you might be watching this live on the YouTube channel, after the fact on the YouTube channel, or on the podcast. If you uh, are listening to the podcast, great. Either way, podcast is down in the description on the YouTube. Or if you're already listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. The uh, mailbag is back up and running. And uh, we'll get back to that soon. So leave us a question, any question at all. Five star, we appreciate uh, if you if you could. And um, that's how you get in the, uh, in the hand mailbag. Happy springtime. Yeah, baby. Did you watch any Mets Cardinals today? No, but I, I I know how angry these new rules make the guy Habermans, the the the, the loyal old ah, school baseball types no. of the pitch counts. Watching Pete Alonso run from first base to get ready. I, I know that they called the game a couple days ago because uh the twice. pitch clock. I, I fucking love it. I like it too, though. So if I like it, do you you're well, not getting the satisfaction. I, mean, I, I, I just do you think the Bob Costas is like this? You know, that the increased pace of play. It, um, you know, I don't know about Bob. I think there are a lot of people who who are like baseball purists who think the game the here's the thing you gotta remember, it's kind of like complicated. The baseball purists want it to be like when Bob uh Gibson pitched and the games were two hours and twenty minutes. Yeah, so, gotcha. Good know, point. The, the purists are probably torn, like, oh, I love that it's faster. I don't love the pitch clock, but I think purists have always hated the Nomar Garcia parization of the batter taking their sweet ass time to get ready for the next pitch. So I actually, you know, it's tough. It's every, the, the purist is stuck because they love hating the hitter who takes too long and the pitcher that dilly dallies, you know, I can't, I just, just keep, keep making moves. Rob Manfred, he deserves I, his flowers. <laughs> I love it. I, I am pro pitch clock. I know it's only been a few days. They saw, so far the average spring training game is down from three hundred one to two twenty nine. So it's working, which is an incredible acceleration. Honestly, a little too fast because you know how it is. You go to a baseball game, they cut off like beer sales in the seventh. So now I've got like an hour to buy beer. Like it's a little. I well, think Larry Bear just cut beers from fifteen dollars to six or something. So uh, it's a little That's desperation, man. I'm, 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 I, I think the sweet spot for a baseball game is like. Two hours and you know, like 40 to 235. That's a, that's a good day. 220. I'd be like, I just sat down, I, you know. Yeah. But I'm attending, I'm attending one tomorrow. I'm gonna keep an eye on this, uh, this pace of play. Yeah. Did Please. you see the vid? Did you see the video of Pete Alonso running from first base? No, I did not see that one. Well, because he was up next, right? Yeah. So, you know, they just pop up to wherever he fucking sprints like he's Brandon Ayuk. 
because he has a process, a breathing thing that he goes through, mm-hmm. you know, on the on deck circle. He's going to need now, it. Now the clock's going, so he's he sprints, grabs his helmet, then he he's got to gather himself, and then he goes through his breathing. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it was sweet. It's good you're going to now spring training. You know, some of the minor league guys might be a little quicker. I just remember going to a game last year and watching the dudes come from the on deck circle. They take a big old loop to walk all the way around. Let the music play. Get your neck loose. Yeah, just get in the box. It's a, so, it's a lot of it's a lot of Kyler Murray urgency previous to this right. clock, and yeah. that, now we're trying to get some you know Peyton Manning urgency. Let's move. Drill the drill. Uh, speaking of Peyton Manning urgency, we got some urgency. We got a lot to talk about. We've not uh, we didn't do a show last week. So we're doing a show, and we got a lot to, uh, to to get to. NFL Combine starts this week in prime time. John Kyle Shanahan for the second year in a row will not show. He shows off his ankles. He will not show at the combine. Uh, Robert Sala not there. You know Sean McVay was Sean McVay the first to no show the. I combine. think he was ahead of the curve. He was ahead of the Matt, curve. Matt Lafleur no show in the combine. So no Kyle Shanahan at the combine. Him and his coaches. You know it's going to be Adam Peters and John Lynch in the front office. Listen, I, I have no problem. These coaches, and I know Kyle specifically, I mean, pretty got good word, does not like doing the media thing, like where, where all the reporters are there. He says, I talk all season long. There's all this unknown coming up in a couple weeks. Like, it's pointless for me to talk. You John went up talked. to him after the media scrum, the last one he did, and said, we'll get you on the pod. And he said, cool, and he hasn't come back since. No, he has not. I have no problem with skipping that. Belichick. Who attends the combine? I don't know. For fifty straight years, skips that. Does not talk at the combine. I do think they should attend though the workouts. If I'm the league, I, I want my coaches there. I also have a little bit of a problem from an old school scout in me. Like, you know, I, you, you get an opportunity to meet some of these guys. I get you don't have a first and second round pick, but you have seventeen thirds. You know, you are going to get the opportunity to meet some of these guys and some of these players you know, you are going to interview, right? The, the 49ers are not going to be interviewing Anthony Richardson and Will Anderson, right? They're going to be interviewing potential mid, you know, third to fifth round picks. Yeah. And like Pete Carroll's there, Andy Reid goes, I mean, Belichick goes. I mean, you got three guys that have won a shitload of games. They're all 70, you know, 65 to 70 years old that are take think that this thing's important. And Kyle clearly does not. Joins on Zoom. Yeah, man. that's what he did for the meetings last year. Joined on Zoom. I read he's going to do that again. <clears throat> um, so the first part I agree with you on. I very strongly agree with you on. This is a an NFL show, and the NFL should have its coaches there for its show. And what I would say is actually not there for the workouts. I would say coaches, if you're not coming, Kyle, if you're not coming, we're going to pick a day. All the coaches that aren't coming, that RSVP, no, we're going to spread. We're going to pick a day. Two of you are going to come on the broadcast with Rich Eisen and DJ on Thursday. Two of you are going to come on Friday. Like, I'm going to get all my coaches on this NFL Network combine coverage. You don't have to sit there for eight hours today, but you are going to have a time slot from 4.15 Pacific to 4.30 Pacific. We are scheduling you on the show. You can fly in and you can use Jed's. If you want to ask Jed for his plane, you can fly in, land, do the interview, and leave if you want. But you're going to do – that's what you're coming to do. You're going to do that. That that would actually be how I would use them. I would you I would make them do the interviews. I would not make them sit there, uh, you know, just so I can get a shot of them in the crowd. But I would make them do the interviews, and I would mandate it if I were the league, and I'd put it in all their contracts if I were the teams. Like, I totally agree. I mean, I, I now the I flip just, side is I actually don't. Is it the worst thing in the world? And I, 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 this is kind of tongue in cheek, but not. 
you know, Kyle kind of fell in love with Joe Williams and the Niners drafted him and that didn't work. And he really liked CJ Beathard. And you could argue it actually were, it was a good pick. He's an NFL backup quarterback. They drafted him where backup quarterbacks get drafted that having my coach not be there in person to fall in love with a player isn't the worst thing in the world. The guys that my front office recommends we come and bring in for a visit. We'll then bring in for a visit, but let John and Adam Peters do their work independent of Kyle, just be in the personnel only mind, keep the coach away from it for a little while and then bring him the guys that, I mean, he wasn't at the thing last year and they drafted Brock Purdy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can say, and you know, other, who else did they draft last year? I mean, the other guys that have Trey started. Jackson. Yeah. So, uh, I have no issue from a scouting perspective, like separate them, whatever. I'm talking more from a league perspective. I, I want him there. A starting Ult- offensive lineman they drafted. Ultimately, I would also say this, like what the fuck's he actually doing at the office? All these guys. You staff together, John. Like Robert Sala. What are you doing, man? If I'm the league, I mean, these are four like top 10 draft picks. If you're Rich Eisen, like you would want in the booth with you, right? For 15 minutes. And you could argue when you factor hey, in Rodgers. Hey, Matt, and- <laughs> what, have you talked to Aaron Rodgers? That'd be a Ro- big story this week. Robert, what are you going to do at quarterback? Even just, I mean, Kyle Shanahan is easily just one of the more famous coaches in the league right now. My, my point is, even if I separate it, we can encompass everything, the league and from a 49ers perspective. If Andy Reid and Bill Belichick do it, should you? And then there's an element of like, Things change. Industries change. I used to thought when we first got into radio, like you had to watch every game. And it turns out like, no, we're an entertainment product. Like if you could entertain, like there are a lot of guys that probably watch every game. If they can't entertain, you're not going to listen to them. Right. So Kyle might say, like, what am I actually gaining there? Like, does Andy just go because he likes to go? I don't like to go. Right. So I I don't know. I mean, I I understand both sides, but I just know arguably the best coach of all time and currently the best coach in the league. They attend this thing. They have a combined 80 appearances. Well, what's the famous? Who had the famous line? Uh, was it Ray Lewis? You pay me for practice. I play games for free. Yeah. Like you get to you get to call plays for free, right? But you have other things as part of being an NFL head coach that are called responsibilities. And the combine, while it's not the Super Bowl or week one Thursday night football or Sunday night football or whatever, is one of it's one of the primary offseason products that the NFL has. The draft. It, it, right? it does feel, I just saw this in the comments. This is all this whole cruise under 43, kind of cool. Think they're a little above it. You know, it, it just kind of feels like that, doesn't it? It's not just well, like, it's well, definitely, a couple they did older not coaches also. in the era where you had to go, right? They've become head coaches in an era where it's just. They've literally chosen not to go. They said, fuck it. What are you going to yeah. do to me? Right. But I just mean like they, like the older guys go because they've always gone and maybe they look forward to going and hanging out with each other or whatever. I don't know. I don't Kyle. even think he's hanging out. I just, I don't know, meeting players we're going to draft, <laughs> right? That I, I'm going to coach. I mean, you, one thing you would say that's different about, I guess McVeigh's not in this group. The other three guys, well, Kyle's not in this group either. Like Andy, the, although Andy has a, a strong GM and Brett Veach, like those guys are kind of the final decision, right? Robert Sala doesn't make the draft picks. and For sure, but whether it's your York. decision or not, you still get to introduce yourself and meet players. Yeah. I guess ultimately you're you're gonna need players to win games. Yeah. Uh John on the chat on YouTube, Jay Mill says, I cheer for the two most injury prone franchise in sport pro sports uh sports, the 49ers and the Canadiens. Please help. 
Boy, how about that second line for the Canadiens, huh? I have found myself putting hockey in the background much more over the last couple months as I've boycott would be strong because I did watch a couple NBA games yesterday, but the NBA has driven me the consumer starting with Adam Silver away. It's why I celebrate Rob Manfred for making changes. They refuse. And I I just appreciate the, the hockey guy. I don't really know the sport, but I appreciate the mentality and what the sport stands for of toughness. And I don't know. We just play games. Like, actually, I saw somebody made the point like uh, it's the teams that make all these NBA players sit like the team should stop scheduling off days for all these guys. And then they would play not all of them, but they'd play more like a lot of these off NBA load managements are, you know, uh, the team set out the beginning of the year and like schedule the off days, which is bad business. I saw that on Twitter. Was that Nate Jones tweet? Yeah, Nate Jones. I wanted to respond, but I don't want to waste time arguing on Twitter anymore in my life. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. These top players tell the teams everything they want to do mm, left and right. I, I don't think it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, I, I don't think it's as simple as he made it, but I also think like the teams do schedule off days ahead of time at the beginning of the season for guys. Well, yeah, but if Kevin Durant wants to play, he's going to play. Oh, James well, Harden yeah, wants I mean, to play, I, I don't. Play. Yes, he's not being restrained, but it's in who, who. No one's bitching and moaning about random guys. It's the stars. It's that's no, about nobody comes, in, nobody comes in on President's Day if the company gives them the day off. It's a, uh, you change what's expected of the employee and they change their habits. Players run the league. They do whatever they want. There's no question about that. I did, uh, in terms of them running the league, I did watch the open. There was a hockey game on for a second Saturday. It was like, uh, I don't even know who. Oh, it was the Caps because I did recognize Ovechkin chest bumping a guy in the locker room. I watched the open, you know, just the hype. I, that's all I watched. But uh, yeah, give me Clay Thompson going off. Uh, Brock Purdy not available, John. Still has not had surgery. The NFC Championship game was a month ago, and Brock Purdy still has not had surgery. January 29th, I think, was the NFC Championship game. Still no surgery. He went in uh, last week, and the doctor said the elbow is still too swollen, so we'll reevaluate the elbow beginning of March. The Niners have had five, this will be, the fifth quarterback surgery they've had in under a year. Two for Jimmy, two for Trey. And soon, eventually, for Brock. Now, Brock still has plenty of time to get back in time for the beginning of the season. But it's starting to get a little closer, though. I would say (laughs) that that news was, and and this goes back to Kyle refusing to be like, you know, if I could do it over, I would like another play call. That's all anyone wanted him to say. If I could do it over after knowing the result, I would like another play call. Of course, some plays don't work, and guys like – of, no one's blaming you for attempting a play that does not work. Happens every single game to every coach ever. But this has had massive ramifications. This guy went to get a surgery and they said they delayed it because it's still swollen. This is a fucking disaster. Trey Lance told Quincy Avery on his podcast, quarterback guru, that his second surgery was a setback. I know Twitter was like, middle coffee, you're bringing out. It's like, well, this wasn't planned, and even he admitted it. Of course he did, because it was a setback or something that wasn't planned for. Just like this is something that wasn't planned for. And it's just, this is more of a disaster because this guy was their starting quarterback, right? You know, this is this is a problem. It's, I mean, beyond concerning because no one can control it. There's this unknown of 
this muscle. I mean, this is a problem. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I mean, I think you can call it a complication. Like, he has a complication pre-surgery with his elbow. My question would be, why isn't the swelling down? Most guys who need a UCL surgery don't have to wait a month post-injury to get the surgery, right? So beyond just He's the, technically how, not getting Tommy John, though, just the brace thing, right? Yeah, the, the UCL. But yeah. But again, like... What's going on in his elbow that is preventing the swelling from going down a month later to the degree that they can get surgery? Now, maybe they injected, you know, the liquid in there that lets them look at the elbow and see what the injury is because that's supposed to create swelling. But from what I've read, that creates like five days of swelling, not a month of swelling. So at this point, you cannot assume that what comes next is going to be smooth, right? You just can't. Um, you hope it is. It can be smooth. He could come back and there are no further issues. But as we've seen repeatedly with this team, complications happen. And we just had one with the quarterback, Trey Lance. If if Trey Lance doesn't get the second surgery, is he back to be their backup quarterback? Probably not. But does it affect him moving forward? Well, he's got to prove that it doesn't. So... It's more the same for them. And for them, what the, what the same means is instability at quarterback. Yeah. This is a lack of stability. I, and I think the big picture thing is here is something wrong. Right. Like something more wrong than, you know, we think. Yeah. And they, they've even said they won't know until they cut it open. Right. They're giving an educated guess right now, but they ever, even they've admitted they won't know for certain until they open the thing. And the guy that was going to open the thing says, yeah, it's probably not good for me to open it while it's swollen. That's a good point. Typically like an ACL surgery, right? You tear your ACL. You don't get surgery the next day because it takes a couple days for the swelling to go down. Like, Not a doctor, just a state school guy. It does feel like you would have to be concerned that something is is more wrong in there than they realize for this to be lasting this long. It's usually like a foregone conclusion where they report, you know, so-and-so did the surgery at whatever hospital and – it all went great, but it's it's actually that's a news. If, if that happens with Brock, if it's like we got in there and it was just the UCL and we got it in there uh, and everything looked good and that's all that we had to do, that's actually going to be news because at this point, this be is the biggest win since the Cowboy game. Uh, the other piece of quarterback, well, I guess several. You already mentioned one Trey Lance piece of news. There was another piece of news ish. Albert Breer did a mailbag and somebody asked him about Trey Lance last week and he said this. He's not as skilled a runner as the Niners had hoped. He's a big, strong athlete. The question is really whether or not he can improve with a passer. If Lance, through his work with personal coaches, comes back a different quarterback in the spring and lights up OTAs, I think the Niners would be thrilled. Now, my my take on this when this story came out, John, was uh, kind of so what? We know Trey Lance is not a great runner. I've watched it. We, You and I, before the draft, broke down a bunch of his tape. He looked like a great runner. He has not looked like that runner in the NFL. That's been apparent really quickly. If his best skill is running, then it's a failed pick. So one way or the other, the Niners need to not run him 18 times a game. That is but not. They, but they've admitted, they've admitted now through him and through the grapevine, which obviously they would know this because we knew it, that his running is not some positive, right? Yeah, it's 100%. Be, because at worst That's case scenario. It's like, but, but, it's not but his I'm, best trait. But the, but is what are his traits? 
If that and no, this was the no, pro, this I mean, was I, the argument with him last year. If he's going to be an inaccurate quarterback and he can't run, like at least Fields, it was it was evident immediately, right? Like you drafted this dual threat, and even if you knew you were never getting Kyler or even like what Fields, I mean, is a fucking elite runner too, or Lamar, you were hoping like a poor man's Josh Allen or something, and he is. It was clear he just can't do it. He's not fast. He's not confident. And I would say that's a part of the reason taking the huge swing on three was the total package, the runner and the passer. Like part yeah. of what makes Josh Allen a really potent player is he's increased his accuracy. But wouldn't you say his running at any moment he can just turn into Cam Newton when all else fails? Can judge uh, what's his name with the Eagles? Jalen Hurts is passing immensely, but at any moment can run. So what happens yeah. on? First and goal, or or you know the two point play. What are you doing? Fucking give it to have Jalen run a quarterback power. Because you Jalen got hurt this year running. I but quarterbacks get hurt running. But Trey Lance was never going to turn into Philip Rivers, right? He was always going to be a dual threat. The, like J- Jalen's not going to. My point is Jalen's not going to stop running. Maybe at the seventeen times a game might go down to eight, but running's going to yeah. be a part of his game in his twenties. It was a part of even Steve Young. Like as he got older, he was just a pocket quarterback. But athleticism is a huge part of his the pitches he's going to throw. Because Russell Wilson, why is Russell Wilson potentially fucked? Because he's not a true pocket quarterback. He's he's got to at least scramble outside the pocket and just be the threat of running. Well, if he's not going to do that, he's never going to be Drew Brees. So it's why that guys like me that were bullish on Trey Lance get started getting nervous once he kind of sucked at running. It's like, well, it's such a Hail Mary to ever be like an above average passer. If you just can be an average passer, but you're this dynamic runner, I can really function with you, especially when I got really good skill guys and a good coach. I think it's possible that Trey improves as a runner, but it's going to take him playing a lot of football and getting more comfortable. I thought there were times where he tried to make more happen and here's the hard part is we didn't, there's just not, not a lot of evidence to evaluate him on, but he tried to make more happen. He felt like this is what I'm here to do. Kyle Shanahan is telling me this is what I'm good at because he's running me a bunch. So I need to make plays running the football. And I think when your coach is essentially telling you like, Hey, this is what you're here to do. Like if your coach said your best skill is your deep throwing ability, you would force the ball downfield. By the way, the Niners call plays, they're telling Trey, your best skill is running. And so it felt to me like Trey Lance, tried to make eight-yard runs out of three-yard runs, Tried, wasn't sure if he should go down or try to take on a defender. He was really uncomfortable. And I, I think if he can find a way, whatever that way, you know, if he can become a better, if he can develop as a thrower a little bit and just take some pressure off of himself, and then his runs become, you know, option one, option two, option three, nothing there. Now I'm going to pull it. Because when you, running to me in those situations is, now you're running in an, with an advantage. You're running to the open space as opposed to running where the coach told you to run. And now I think it's more instinctual than it is, you know, here's what Kyle Shanahan said he thinks is going to happen. This is what he called because of what he thinks the defense is going to do. Then I think we'd actually see Trey Lance develop as a runner. I don't think the way to develop him as a runner is to run him 18 times. I think the way to develop him as a runner is to throw. But as you said, it's obviously that's a chicken or the egg situation because – there's no development time anymore. It's like you can either play or you can't, like with yeah. this team. That's well, but it's a little James Wiseman Warriors. He's like, soon to be the only fucking rolling or not. He's no, soon I know, to be the healthy holy quarterback. 
in May and March and April, like who actually gives a shit come September, like there's no develop. You're either getting it done or not. Like once you kind of get to this team moving forward, like we learned last year, that was not going to be available. Might've been, but it wouldn't have lasted long. If you would have struggled, there's going to be no, we'll have to see the quarterback depth chart healthy come week one, but there's no, it's like, let him figure it out as we go. Right. If he can't run, that's a major problem. Well, Here's what we know, right? If they don't trust him as a thrower, they will run him. Yes. I also think it's a good lesson. And you'll see this at the scouting combine, but specifically with quarterbacks or just any potential high pick in the non big conferences. And this includes D one double a, but even non power five, it is much harder to evaluate the, you know, how it's going to translate. Like when I watch Bryce young, I have two games last year against Georgia, which had literally 11 players that start in the NFL on defense. Two games in, in a month period, right? The SEC championship game and the national. It doesn't get any easier to evaluate. Like, can this guy play against the best players? Like that's, yeah. And you would say Trey is the opposite of like, who the fuck was he playing against? I know. You know, and I don't, bl- I don't blame. I'm just saying it's, it's very, very difficult to evaluate because now we have a couple examples of, physically talented guys, but they're playing against non-NFL players week in, week out. You know what's weird about it is that, and I saw some debate about, you know, like could Trey Lance, is he fast enough to get the edge in the NFL? To me, that's not what it's, that's not what it's about. It's, it's that he looks uncomfortable and you've seen it. Like sometimes you see a player play against lesser competition. And even if, you know, you know their physical traits, they're superior at one level, and that's not going to be the case at another level. I do think a lot of times, you know, a guy's comfort in terms of just understanding what his body is capable of can translate. Now, you learn real quick, like, oh, you could get that shot off at your Division Four high school. It doesn't work in your Division One college. You belong at a smaller school, right? Jimmer Fredette going to the NBA, it just it doesn't translate. But the part that's weird to me is just, you know, Trey Lance and all, just there are even some basic things running the ball that just gave me a little bit of hope that experience would solve some of the problems with him as a runner that he was having early. And he just didn't I, get that. I just think you never, hell, even Bryce Young's a good example. Will You never know till you know, right? You, you can have a lot of success in the minor leagues. Game one, you're facing Justin Verlander in front of 50,000 people. I can win the U.S. Amateur. Yeah, and but you might the next year I'm teeing off like, at the Masters. You might get just, 500 at bats that I'm just saying, I, I don't think Trey's slower than I thought he was. I don't think he's less wiggly than I thought he was. It's not that. I, I, I think he runs le- way less confident than he did in college than he does I, in the ex- Well, 100%, I agree. But but it's not like, I guess there's a difference between he's not he doesn't look as fast in the NFL as he did in college. We watched him. He didn't look that fast. It wasn't about that. I just think it's what you just said. He's uncomfortable. Which makes me think maybe, maybe, if given time, he could be kind of what you want him to be as a runner. Now, he's not going to be Hurts. He's not, certainly not going to be Lamar. But it was never about being Lamar, right? But time's not on his side. No, it's not. No, I agree with you there. He may not get the chance to be that guy. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year. Plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it 
for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, Derek Carr, however, could become a Hall of Famer. And not just a Hall of Famer. Diana Rossini says the Jets believe he could be a first ballot Hall of Famer if he comes to the Jets. Somehow they let him out of the building, despite that belief. Because if they actually believe that, even if Aaron Rodgers was potentially to be had for a first round and second round pick or whatever, wouldn't you just sign the guy without having to give the picks that could be the Hall of Famer? Eric, $300 million guaranteed. <laughs> Don't even, we will not let you go visit anybody else. But if they just offer Derek three years, $100 million, we believe in you. Is he signing with them right then? How does he not? Right? Unless he's unsure about playing in the environment and for the team. Yeah. I mean, if they believed he was a first ballot Hall of Famer, they would offer him a contract immediately that they felt he could not refuse. That his agent would say, yeah, we're not getting this anywhere else. I I think they're in the position. There's no I think. I mean, clearly is a little like college. They're not Alabama, Georgia, or USC, right? They're probably that second tier because they don't know if they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. So you have to approach it like when you're South Carolina or Kentucky and and you go, well, we're not sure if we're going to get this guy. He might go to Alabama, but he, he said he'll come here if he can't go to Alabama. You are still wooing that guy, right? And I think you woo the second guy that you know you can get or potentially can get. And this is part of the recruiting aspect of the NFL that you don't really ever see except for this time of year with some free agents. And for the most part, they are 
just it's just money with a guy that's hitting free agency truly on the 15th. Some of these early free agents, especially a quarterback, I would imagine he's being told some things that are white lies by the Saints, by the Colts, by whoever he visits. And it, I read somewhere he's going to visit a lot of people. Because I bet, you know, a lot of, I, I, I'd put his over-under visits at like five, you know? So the question is, could he become a Hall of Famer? Um, he no. has 217 career touchdown passes, 99 interceptions. I think in order to become a Hall of Famer, you'd have to say, can he play at what his best has been? Or you have to take at least what the player has shown his best to be, right? When he was third in the MVP voting in 2016, he was 28 touchdowns, six picks, 64%. Now, I'd say this, 64% is is a number you can replicate. That's not it was, He wasn't 71% last, that year. I think he has. He's been better than that before. He has been. He was 68% passer in 2021, and he was 70% the year before that. You go to Gruden, right? Um, If Rich Gannon had gotten to Gruden earlier in his career, could he have become a Hall of Famer? You know, he he was an MVP at 37 years old, and he only played two years after that. Well, Matt Stafford, who had a better base before he got to the Rams— was kind of remember that was the argument. Could he be a Hall of Famer? He won a Super Bowl. Yeah. And it still feels like he's got a ways to go. Right. And he was ahead of Derek when he changed teams after his nine or ten years in Detroit. Right. He was, yeah. In terms of a a, a, a Hall of Fame candidate, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. He'd had a better career. I would say looking like the guy that just won the MVP last year threw 41 intercept or picks, or excuse me, 40. We haven't done this in a week. 41 touchdowns. 41 touchdowns. Took a break from math. Derek's 28 touchdowns. He'd have to be minimum 35, I think. Yeah. It's kind of the new benchmark. Yep. Um, to win an MVP. And then it's like, you probably have to win some MVPs. You got to win some playoff games. If you're yeah. that's if you're saying you're not going to win a Super Bowl. You know, Rich Gannon threw 26 touchdowns as MVP year. That was 2002. Gannon had, was, I, I didn't realize, Gannon was fourth in the MVP voting two years before that. In 2000, Gannon was an MVP. It was Marshall Falk won it. Donovan McNabb, Eddie George, Rich Gannon. Yeah, he was good with the Raiders. So, like, he's had I would say no chance. I, I would mean no seasons. chance to probably no way. He's had Derek multiple high-end seasons, and he's not a Hall of Famer, right, Rich? Yeah. It would take... First of all, it's hard because he loses coordinator pretty quickly, right? I'd say Derek's numbers in the with the Raiders, I wouldn't say they're irrelevant, but I would say he like they don't even start the case. No, he does not have a year that he, it, it would. It, the, to me, the only spot where those numbers come in is if you start doing like career totals at the end, and you go, "Oh, well, look, it turns out his touchdown." You know, he starts throwing a bunch of touchdowns with the Jets, but he, his coordinators, if he's a Jet, are Todd Downing, and who, who's who's his boy, and remember his career, he had a his career suffered after he lost Bill Musgrave and went to Todd Downing. Right. Yeah. And Nathaniel Hackett, who he will say, I don't know. You're saying Todd Downing works for the jets now. Yeah. Okay. That's what David Carr said on NFL network. I, I hadn't checked the jets. I didn't even know that, which makes a little sense for the connection. Mm. So. Yeah. David Carr said that I haven't checked the jets coaching staff yet, but, um, 
So he's he needs Robert Sala to turn into like a he would need Robert Sala to turn into like a ten year plus Jets, you know, coach. I, I think the only chance he'd have to have like a five or six run where he was an MVP, probably Super Bowl, rattle off some other big playoff victories. I mean, it, it would be one of the better four or five year runs in like quarterback history. <laughs> The fact that he plays for the Jets, would that give him any bump? They have such a bad franchise. You take the Jets to a couple uh, AFC championship games. All I've got is Todd Downing in jail. Yeah, uh, I, I've got him past game coordinator for the Jets. Okay, so he's been added. Yeah, you had to add the word Jets to the search. Otherwise, all you got was uh, jail yeah, sentencing. <laughs> jail. Yeah, not funny. Jail's not funny. Uh, Carson Wentz got cut, John, saving the... Uh, Commanders almost $30 million. He was the number two pick in 2016. He's now heading into his eighth year in the NFL and will be on his fourth team. His third in three years, which is that that's the one that's pretty crazy. I guess fourth and four when you really think about it. Should the Niners be interested or should anybody else be interested? Will people be interested in Carson Wentz backup quarterback? I think there are teams with established star quarterbacks the Bills, the Chiefs that will be all over him at like a veteran, you know, a million dollars a year as the backup. I think the Niners should definitely kick the tires on him. Again, for a million dollars, whatever his cheapest price is, because now he doesn't cost any money, I would have no problem giving him a million, because that immediately sets the tone of what his role is on the team, which is nothing. Part of the reason he's been the starter the last several years every time he leaves, because he's making $30 million. Right. It's pretty nuts that his career is just falling off a cliff and Jared Goff's going pretty strong. He's had like a career year. I, know. I don't think anyone would have picked that one three or four years ago. Especially because he was an MVP level player. Right? He he might have won the year he got hurt and Nick Foles took over. He he was having an MVP season. Yeah. Him and Derek both kind of had the same thing, like back to back years where felt like they were gonna win the MVP. They had devastating injuries. Kind of derailed their careers. Derek got it back. Carson not. But it just felt like these guys are going to be like MVP level player. This is a star. Yeah. You know? And he was every bit physically what people thought he was going to be. Yeah. He can't run anymore. The one to me with the Niners, the drawback would be, does he understand that if he gets a million dollar contract, he's not being brought in to be your starting quarterback? Because the last yeah, thing I want Carson Wentz, who seems to be not beloved by locker rooms is to walk in believing it's his locker room to go win. And why wouldn't he, I, I, I could see him thinking that I got Trey Lance coming off an ankle surgery. Could not be their quarterback last year. I got Brock Purdy coming off an elbow surgery, presumably eventually. Why wouldn't I walk in here and think if you're him, you go, well, I'll, so I got to beat out Trey Lance. And then like when, when Brock Purdy comes back, maybe him too. Why can't I be the starting quarterback on this team? That's what he would think. Which North Dakota State what, royalty. Let them get together. Yeah, it's it's true. Bison on bison crime, John. Um, which on one hand, you want guys to think, like you want guys to compete, but you also want guys to know their role. And his role would not be to be the starting quarterback. The other thing is you've got an injury-prone guy in an injury-prone locker room. That would not be an ideal match. A lot of injuries. Yeah, a lot, that's I'm probably out. That's a lot of injuries. Suboptimal. <laughs> yeah, a lot of injuries. But I guess him and Trey could kind of play the same way. But again, I don't want to run Carson Wentz anymore. He gets hurt all the time. Um, He did play well against the Niners, which you never know when a guy kind of 
is good against you, does that make your life difficult? Would you want to sign him on your team? That sort of thing. But I don't know. I think there's the real possibility that he brings a weird dynamic to the locker room. I, see, I, I think those days are done once you start making a million dollars. You, you are. It's clear where you stand in the hierarchy. But those days are only done if you accept that. We, isn't well, he also, thinking, put yourself in his shoes. What are you thinking? I'd be thinking I'm coming to revitalize my career. Well, you can say that, but I tell you, like, you are the backup quarterback. Like, whoever signs him is going to tell him that. Is he? Like, I, he has not been told that the last couple of years. You're the starter. You're the starter. Well, he's I mean, going to he hear told that start. every year, just after the year began. But I'm just saying he's going to hear for the first time going into an offseason, you're not the starting quarterback. Yeah, we are not signing you to do that here. You watch. I mean, I, I, I think good teams are going to be on this guy for cheap. But for I cheap. think good teams should be. With established, I think the Josh Allen's where there is no question that you have, they, they should do it. The Mahomes, Chief, they Burrow, it. you just yeah. I, mean, I think the Niners are. You can tell him you're not the starter, but he'd walk into it. It's just him and Brian Greasy in the QB room. And Trey I can see, Lance. The, I can see the Rams if they can get him for a million bucks. Yeah, with Stafford. I just think those teams have different situations than the Niners do. I, I agree. They, they do. I'm just saying, if you told me the Niners, my stance would be the Niners have signed him for the veteran minimum. I will say that's a good signing because it's I'm not giving him any money. I can cut him whenever I want. That's the yeah. best part about these. That is players. the good part about it. Yeah, It's like I, I'm not tied to him. Right. The other question is, and maybe who the Niners sign will give us some indication. Like, does Kyle Shanahan view Trey Lance as definitely good enough to be his backup quarterback? Does he try to sign somebody that is the backup quarterback and make Trey Lance's third string quarterback. That's where they're kind of in a weird spot. Well, assumes Purdy is ever coming back. Yeah. Well, year. exactly. Assuming Purdy comes back, like you, how do you structure your, like, what do you do? Like the Nate Sudfelds who are just, you're in, a, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a weird diet. They're in a really weird spot right now. Do you draft a quarterback? No. Somebody in the chat was like Tanner McKee. I've actually, I think, did I see Grant threw this out there the other day? I've thought Kyle would like Tanner McKee for a while. Just first of all, they always, the Stanford guys, physical traits, undervalued, smart, uh, undervalued because he didn't perform like people thought he would. Remember last two, uh, Daniel Jeremiah. David was Shaw it last year they up. had the Wake Forest offense and it didn't go well? Yeah, that was last year. But so two years ago, David Shaw came on the show and Daniel Jeremiah both said like he's a first round talent. Um, But. You know, Stanford's had a lot of those now. I know. A couple quarterbacks is like, I know. Th there's a difference between being a first, like, you're no longer a first round player. Even though I saw, I've, I saw Bucky Brooks had him like a fifth quarterback. Well, the Niners don't draft till the third end of the third round. So even that fifth quarterback might not be around by then. I bet Tanner McKee goes in the second round. Don't you think? I do. Yeah. I do. All right. Um, anything else to add today? Just keep those clocks rolling, baby. Get those people fucking pitches going. Get in and out of the batter's box. Rob Manfred, man. Da Adam, Silver said, Adam Silver said at the All-Star Game guy, everything's fine. These guys, this bullshit guys aren't sitting, which is a blatant lie. Everything's fine. Meanwhile, Manfred's over here yelling at people to pick up their pace. I, one guy is trying things. The other guy is fat and happy, even though he's skinny. Very skinny. Very like Jesus, he's a terrible looking bald guy. Uh, World Baseball Classic starts next week. They're not using the clocks for that, though. I, that type of stuff, whatever. I wish they were. It's, yeah. 
I mean, does anyone watch the World Baseball Classic? I will. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's <laughs> there's nothing on right now. <laughs> I guess March Madness is starting soon. I'm, I'm trying to read. Let's see how that goes. What are you reading? Uh, well, I haven't started yet. I mean, oh. in theory, physical books you know. or Audible. I was going to mix them up, you okay. know, because I don't know if you really get credit for listening because you start thinking about other stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know. I you definitely get credit for listening. All right, thanks everybody. Just like you get credit for listening to this. Bye, Braddy. Later. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.